This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Let's bow our heads. Living God, you are here. Your presence is upon us. Oh, you have ministered to my soul this morning. Great is our King. Great is our God. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for who you are and what you're going to do in our lives today. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. I get to bring you a message today of hope for the miraculous, hope for the supernatural, hope for a move of God. God has already shown himself so strong in these earlier services. I've been preaching a series around here for the last few weeks, lovingly called the Hope on a Rope series. God has been speaking to us through the simplicity of this rope. Somebody shared with me about uh, that someone had had given them a a section of rope and and it was an encouragement to them, and and, and I'm so thankful for that. So today, I, I, I do plan on concluding this today, and and I do believe that God wants to speak to us through this. And and I want to talk with you about some very important things. But in order to do that, I'm going to need you to learn a phrase with me today. Uh, it's a very simple phrase. It's, it's this, it says, do it again. Would you help me? Do it again. Now listen, I behaved last Sunday when all your families were here. I have no intention of behaving today. I feel an anointing in the house, and I want to preach to you about what it means to have hope come alive inside of you. Now, I want to ask you a question. When is Christmas over? How many of you it was over the moment you threw the last piece of paper away? Anybody? Anybody already put the decorations away? A, f- a few of you. I'll be preaching on Scrooge next week, but uh, no, I'm just playing. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, uh, we have, um, uh, different mindsets. And our mindsets are very incremental. And in the incrementalness of our mindsets, what happens is we end up seasonally coming to these increments. We come flying into Thanksgiving. Anybody get mad when Thanksgiving decorations are out in September? We come flying into Thanksgiving. As soon as Thanksgiving is over, we put the turkey plate away, and then we're ready for... This is going to be a long service. We're ready for what? Christmas. After Christmas is done, we incrementally now are ready to move on to... New Year's. After New... Guys, do not miss this. After New Year's, we're looking at Valentine's. Yes. See, we're incrementally moving forward. And as we're incrementally moving forward, it's like we think, okay, this has to close, and now it's ready for this. This has to stop so that I can move on. But the truth is that Christmas never stops. And if you don't live with the reality that Jesus Christ came as the incarnate uh, God with us, and he came as Emmanuel, you'll never walk in victory. You'll never walk in the power that God intends for your life. And so we can't put this incremental mentality of, okay, now I'm done with Christmas and now I need to think about Easter and now I'm going to, I mean, all these different things that happen to us spiritually because all that will ever happen is we'll move 
from increment to increment. So let me ask you this question today. When do miracles cease? When do the miracles end? When did it come to the point that people said, okay, miracles no longer happen? I mean, think about that. We're trained to to look for miracles in certain circles, and other circles will tell you miracles are over. They'll tell you that the day of God moving supernaturally is through. That the day of God moving uh, and healing somebody is done. You have certain denominations that say that ended with the Acts of the Apostles. The Catholics teach you to look for miracles. The Pentecostals, they, they strive for miracles. All of these different ones look at it so differently because some people have made it incremental and some people make it a lifestyle. And so with that mindset, I want you to get this. I think the problem is that most of us try to incrementalize our life and we put a period where there should be a comma. But God says, I'm not through with you yet. I'm just getting started good. I'm just moving you in the direction that I want to move you to. I'm just trying to get you to the place to where I can do something supernatural in your life. And so here on this Christmas weekend, I'm so glad that you're here. They, they told me nobody would come. Well, you're a good looking crowd. Come on. Amen. But listen to me. I've chosen a passage of scripture that's probably the only person I know of who would use this on Christmas weekend. Listen to this. Matthew chapter 10, verse number 8. It's not going to come on the screen today. You may want to open your Bibles there. But Matthew chapter 10, verse number 8. I don't know if anybody else has chosen this as their Christmas text. But listen to this wonderful, powerful Christmas text that I believe ties in to Isaiah chapter 7 and verse number 14. Here's what it says. It says, heal the sick. I'm going to give you another try on that one. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cure those with leprosy. Come on now. And cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. This is so important that you realize that we put a period on these things. We've made them incremental. That somehow this is something God used to do when God's telling us, look, this is not something I used to do. It's something I still want to do. But if you'll learn what I've come to teach you today, then you're going to begin to walk in the power of this because I really believe that Matthew 10, 8 ties in with Isaiah 7, 14. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, cast out demons, give as freely as you have received, for the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Can I just go ahead and tell you, there is nothing less miraculous. Matter of fact, it's probably even more miraculous that the, than the sick being healed, that a, that a virgin being conceived is more miraculous. A virgin conceiving and bearing a son, and it being God himself, the greatest miracles of all. And we try to put this incremental thing on this that says, okay, if God no longer heals the sick, could it be that God's no longer with me? I've come to tell you today that my God is not only with you, he's wanting to intrude into your life in a radical way to change who you are from start to finish. He's wanting to revolutionize your mindset. He's wanting to change who you are. But the problem is we're in search of the miraculous, but we don't know how to look for the supernatural. You see, I've been preaching to you about hope. 
And I've been telling you that when you get involved with the Word of God in the presence of God, without the Word of God, you'll never be holy and you'll never be able to, to have a manifestation of the presence of God in your life. Without the Word and the presence of God in your life, you'll never understand the power of hope. But listen to me. I want you to get what I'm about to say. You will never search long enough to find hope. You can travel this world over and you will never find hope. Because hope is not found in this world. Hope, listen to me now, is conceived of the Holy Spirit. That until the Holy Spirit of God puts a vision inside... My goodness, I feel the Holy Spirit as I'm speaking to you. Until the Holy Spirit of God puts a vision inside of you, you you literally conceive a hope that says, I don't have to stay the way that I am anymore. I don't have to walk the way that I've walked anymore. I don't have to be the person that I've been anymore. But I have a vision for something better. See, the problem is this. You haven't caught that conception yet. And so some of you are going, well, that's not for me. But I've come with a message to tell you that this is for everybody in the room. That if you will conceive of the Holy Spirit, a vision of hope, that you'll realize something. That God has sent you everything you need, watch this now, to take the supernatural and pull it. Watch this. When you get a vision of hope in your life and you take the supernatural and you pull it into your natural. People are like, maybe God will show up. Maybe there'll be a miracle and they're pleading and they're begging God for a miracle. But God says, what I'm looking for is a man or a woman who will put my word in their life. They'll practice my presence in their life so that when they walk into a room, they're not looking for God, but God will be there already. My goodness, I feel the Holy Spirit. God will already be active in the environment that will be ripe for the miraculous. Why? Because they've already got a conception that God wants to use my life for not a period of incremental little moves of God, but he wants to be a comma that says, God, can do anything, anywhere, anytime, if I will be a vessel that conceives a vision of hope. Can I get an amen for that today? Now, I feel this in my soul. You see, here's the problem. We don't know how to look into the super to bring it to our natural, so most of us stop looking for the supernatural, and we start looking back to past miracles. We celebrate past miracles. I walked into a church and, and in this church there was the hand of a saint. It was a withered little, little stub about a thousand or two thousand years old and, and people were, were going over kissing the glass because they were looking back hoping for a God that could do something from that time in this time. But I want you to understand that my God didn't stop in the days of that saint. My, my goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost. My God is looking for the saints of today to arise who will conceive a vision of hope. That listen to me, our problem is we lack, we lack vision and that's why God said you lack vision so I'll give you more than you can ask for. You can think or you can even imagine. God says, I, I love I love my God. My God says, I want to blow your mind. That's how awesome he is. Some of you are like, I ain't never been around nothing like that. You know the problem is when you're comfortable in the church, when you're comfortable in an environment, you've been around it long enough, you learn how to manipulate it and you learn how to control it. You know what to sing, how to sing, when to sing it. I'm not looking for a what that I know how to control. I'm looking for a supernatural move of God that leaves me feeling a little bit uncomfortable, that leaves me backing up a little bit. You think it's been easy sometimes when I've had to step into the miraculous and God's told me to do things that, that don't seem natural? You obey God. I had a friend of mine tell me one time about when God told him to do something supernatural. Now listen, he had to do something in the natural to make the supernatural happen. A man came up for prayer. 
He said, as the man stepped up for prayer, the Lord spoke to him from high. And I want you to think about this for just a moment. So the Lord spoke to him and said, slap him in his ear. How many of you, if I were to slap you in your ear, would probably slap me right back? Come on now, amen. That's what he was afraid of. He's like, this is a big old guy. I mean, you know, boom. If he had done that, he was scared out of his mind. He's like, God, I can't slap this guy in the ear. He said, God said, slap him in the ear. So he said, I raised up my hand and I laid it gently on his head and said, God, you see exactly what he needs. Prayed the prayer of faith over him, sent him back to his seat. A few minutes later, the man comes back up and he goes, I just feel like you're supposed to pray for me again. And God said, slap him in the ear. And he's like, in the name of Jesus. Finally, a third time he comes walking up to him. The third time. He said, I felt sick to my stomach because I knew this was my chance to see God move or not. He said, he said, I was just imagining him decking me afterwards, but I just, I, I, I didn't want to feel like I'd missed God. He walked up to him on that third time and all of a sudden he said, I reached out and I went, boom, slapped him upside the head, right in the ear. He said, I watched his fish, the fist clench. And then I watched it turn into a cup. And he said, oh my gosh, I can hear, I can hear, I can hear. And then hold on, let me go, well, could he not hear before? 20 years before, he'd been shot in that side of his face and it had exploded his eardrum and he'd lost his hearing completely. But because a man believed God, God birthed hope inside of him that if he would trust God, God could do something for somebody else. That's who I'm looking for today. That's You know where that was? That was on our West Campus. That's exactly where that happened because God did something supernatural when somebody said, I believe what God's putting in my spirit. I hadn't shared this story with anybody else, but this story probably has affected me in my life as, as much as anyone I've ever heard. Several years ago, before War Hill came to be, over 30 years ago, there were two separate churches. And as we founded the one little church plant, the guest overseer, the man who's, who, who was giving us the, the ability to start our church under his church, came in. And he told this story, and it has forever marked my life. He told the story of an itinerant blind preacher. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, cure the lepers, as freely as you have received. Am I I'm making sense to anybody today? Well, listen to me. He told this story. And I'm just telling the story because for some reason it's burning in my heart today. As I'm, I'm telling you, sometimes, sometimes the devil wants to do bad, but God can turn it for good when you get hope birthed inside of you. And he stood there preaching out in a little country town out in West Texas. And the cowboys came in and they were ready for their, their time in town and they didn't want to hear anybody preaching holiness. And his wife would stand beside him and read the scripture and he'd preach the word of the living God. And she'd read and he'd preach. And they came up to us and said, we, we, we can't enjoy the saloon because of your loud mouth. We need some more loud mouths. We can't enjoy our sin because of what you're saying. Shut up. Slapped him. Bloodied him. He stood back up, 
started preaching again. Those old cowboys went back inside, got a little drunk, got madder. They came out and they crawled under the building and found an old rattlesnake. Took that rattlesnake, threw it in a bag. They came out behind that preacher before his wife saw what was about to happen, snuck up behind them. They took that bag with that rattlesnake and threw it over his head. That snake began to strike him. His wife was screaming. He was screaming. The snake was striking. They finally managed to get the bag off his head. The blood and venom were flowing down his face. And his wife was crying, screaming. They were jeering. Listen to me, but revival came to that little Texas town that day in West Texas because as the venom began to be wiped from his eyes, he started screaming. And she's like, baby, I'll wash it off. Just give me, somebody give me some water. Maybe I'll wash it off. And he started screaming with everything in him. And she's like, baby, just give me a minute. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you. He said, you don't understand. I can see. I can see. I can see. And revival broke out. And when revival broke out, why? Not because some man did something that was mean. Not because some man stood there strong. But because God said, I'm looking for a generation who believes. I still move. I'm still able. I'm still able to do great things in your... I'm looking for people of faith who will rise up with me today. And who will say, you know what? I don't believe that God came and dwelt among us as a man so that I could live some little pansy religious life. I'm not looking to this world to dictate to me who I am. But I'm looking for a God to let something be conceived inside of me that says there is hope. There is hope for a new life. There is hope for a move of God. There is hope for our world. And his name is Jesus. Can anybody lift up the name of Jesus today? Amen. My whole life, Ray, I've heard people pray in prayer meetings. Heal the sick. Let the lame walk. Come on now. Let lepers be healed. Let the blind see. Let the mute talk. I've heard that in prayer meetings my whole life. People wanted to see a move of God. The greatest miracle of all is a virgin conceived. Now we all shout over lepers getting healed, blind people seeing. But not one prayer meeting have I ever seen a man walk around and go, let me get pregnant. Funny? Let me conceive. If every miracle can happen today, how come God cannot let you conceive hope for a better life? How come you can't conceive vision for what you deserve? How come you can't... Listen, (laughs) I'm just going to say it like y'all never know what I'm going to say. Somebody will say, what happened to you at church this morning? You'd be like, I got pregnant. <laughs> Somebody's like, what did he say? Somebody's <laughs> no, stay with me, sir. Stay with, don't make your wife leave. Come on now. Amen. Listen. It's not that you become pregnant as the world, but that you begin to be conceiving the supernatural plan of God for your life. You go, Pastor, I don't know if I believe that. Well, most of us have conceived pain, shame, doubt, 
regret. Am I speaking to anybody? We've been pregnant with this, this burden for so long. I'm looking for somebody who today has said, God, I want to conceive faith that you can still move. I want to conceive freedom that I won't be bound any longer, but that I might walk free. Now, this is not going to make sense to all of you, but some of you are going to get what I'm about to say. I want to conceive the fire of the Holy Ghost. I want God inside of me changing my life. You'll never find him, but he will be birthed into you. But I know I'm preaching where God wants me to preach right now. Some of you have conceived the wrong things in your life. Somebody spoke evil words over you and they took a root inside of you and it's held you back. You conceived that you'd never be better. Somebody's told you just because your daddy and his daddy and his daddy were drunks that you'll never be anything else. But you listen to this loudmouth preacher. I can see, I can see, I can see because he's birthed hope inside of me that the same God who changed me can change everyone in this room for his glory. When God said, somebody go, God doesn't still do that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's because you don't understand how God works. Whenever God leaves the antimatter and steps into matter, it always changes the matter. Somebody needs to catch what I just said. When God steps into the matter, it changes the matter. Watch this. He came upon a world that was without shape and void and formless. And he said these words, let there be light. And there was light. Did the light stop? The light is expanding continuously into new universes, into new galaxies. The light continues because every time God steps into matter, it can never stop because it's God and nothing about God ever ceases to exist. That's why he said, even when I breathe a word, heaven and earth would have to disappear before even one word, even one little, little mark of that I've even hinted at could disappear. When God made Adam from the dust of the ground, what does the Bible say that he did that was different than making the animals? He did what he breathed. Does God have to breathe into every child that is conceived? Because the one breath goes on and on and on. The God who healed in the Old Testament and the New Testament stepped into matter to make that happen. So it has to go on and on and on. The God who delivered the children of Israel from their bondage stepped in to make that happen and it has to go on and on the God who's still the fourth man in the fire is still the God in your fire because it goes on and on and on he never ceases to be let there be what do you know what happens at conception about one billion zinc atoms all explode at conception 
So literally when you came into being, light exploded. There was, there was literally sparkness. Because you and I are walking miracles that are the responding to what goes on and on because of God. And he wants to change your life. And what he's told me to bring you today is a very simple message. Conceive ye of the Holy Spirit. Hope for a better life. If you're sick, there's hope for your healing. If you're bound, there's hope for your deliverance. If you're worried, there's hope for your peace. And if you're in despair, there is hope that brings you joy. Stand with me today. Someone said, what you preach in third service Sunday, Pastor? I don't know. I just kind of followed. But I think I've been speaking to somebody. That what God wants you to do today Let him birth something inside of you. It changes who you are. It changes your life forever. I am tired of people leaving God's house the same way. The Bible said he healed all their sins. The God that I'm preaching is able to deliver you from every bondage and every struggle every attack of the enemy but he's looking for people who will become impregnated with hope this is what I got to share and I'm about to pray when you are impregnated with something it means you're expecting the birth of something the hope of the birth that is to come God's wanting somebody to conceive your freedom your faith because it's going to birth something into your life. close every hand up that's a prophetic voice to this house that we trust and as the Lord has spoken through her what I've been trying to say to you there's more but you'll never walk in it until you let him literally birth it inside of you like a fire shut up in your bones living God we have gathered here today I don't know who needs to hear this, but I'm going to obey the Holy Spirit. Tomorrow's being born in some side of somebody. You gave up hope on tomorrow because, listen, I'm speaking of the Holy Spirit. You gave up hope for tomorrow because you thought your yesterday had ruined all the future days of your life. There's a new day coming and you're conceiving the hope for that now. 
There's deliverance coming by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what I feel. This is what the Holy Spirit. If you're here today, you say, Pastor Don, there's some things I need God to do in my life. I just want you to start walking toward this altar. I want to pray for you. Start walking toward this altar right now. If you want God to conceive these deliverance, freedom, faith, hope, healing, whatever that is, quickly start moving. Pastors, if you'll position yourself in front of them as quick as possible. As quick as possible. The Holy Spirit. If you're watching while they're coming, listen, just right now, just say, that's for me. I, I, I think last week somebody said this way, I'm standing with them. God's wanting you to conceive that. That hope for better. Hope for better. I feel the Holy Spirit of the Most High God in this room. Don't resist what God's doing in your life. There's hope for better. I want every, every, everybody in this altar to have somebody praying with them. Quickly, quickly. If you, if you don't feel worthy to pray for somebody, then, then tell the devil it's a liar. Get out there and pray. I want somebody, everybody in this room to have somebody praying with them. Pray with them right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Pastor Jeff, Julie, why don't you help us pray for people also? Set the wrong thing right 
Something has to break. Something has to break. Right now in your name, Jesus. Something has to break. Something has to break. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God. Fall in love with Him all over again and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at Warhill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m. where you will find Real Love Now.